welcome to the Bethel Free Baptist Church Weekly Sermons. This is the evening service of Sunday the 29th of April 2012, entitled Delivered from Despair, and the Bible reading is Psalm 13. Here's Pastor Larry T. Curtis. I'm going to be short, sweet, and simple. Say I alliterated without even thinking about it. <laughs> short, sweet, and simple. That... Uh, Hopefully just a, just a short word of encouragement this evening uh, from Psalm 13. I invite you to stand to honor the reading of God's holy word taken from Psalm 13 beginning in verse 1. The psalmist says, How long wilt thou forget me, O Lord, forever? How long wilt thou hide thy face from me? How long shall I take counsel in my soul, having sorrow in my heart daily? How long shall mine enemy be exalted over me? Consider and hear me, O Lord my God. Lighten mine eyes, lest I sleep the sleep of death. Lest mine enemy say, I have prevailed against him. Those that trouble me rejoice when I am moved. But I have trusted in thy mercy. My heart shall rejoice in thy salvation. I will sing unto the Lord because he hath dealt bountifully with me. Father, thank you again this evening for this time we can have together for your word that's before us. Help us, Lord. Help us, Lord, not to take lightly the freedom that we have to come together, your precious word that's been preserved for us. Lord, the time that we have here and our dependence upon the Holy Spirit that lives within us, we pray that it might be a time that you would speak to hearts, that you would meet the needs, all for your glory and yours alone. In Christ's name, amen. Of course, it was David, the psalmist, that was writing this psalm that's before us. At the time that he wrote this, he was exhausted and he was depressed. Have you ever been there? <laughs> I mean, he really was. Uh, his troubles with King Saul had gone on for year after year after year. He had become very dispirited. He had become very discouraged. He had already been driven to desperate human uh, means in which trying to uh, uh, escape what seemed like just a, a relentless foe that it just never finished. And we can tell from the words that he was really, he would... These words were wrung out of the very extremity of his, of his soul within him. He just didn't feel like he could go on. Not for another day, not for another hour, not for another minute. And of course, I think that as I, as I was reading this and I was thinking, and you know, most of us have been there. Most of us have been there when we just really felt like, I just can't do this anymore. We might think as a Christian as we read this that, uh, you know, in, in a way it's kind of a surprising question, Lord, how long are you going to forget me? Are you going to forget me forever? How long are you going to uh, hide your face from me? Now remember, this was the same man that the Bible says was a man after God's own heart. This was the same man that God had protected through battle after battle 
and he'd always come out victorious. But I think that one of the reasons God allowed these words to be preserved for you and I, that with all of that, he was still a person just like, just like you and me. So many times, even though that God has always got us through everything in the past, and most everything that we worried about never came to pass anyway. And God's always been there for us, and he's never let us down. And yet suddenly, this time, we allow the devil just to beat us down and to beat us down. We're determined that we're going to allow him to take us through that valley of depression. I think that sometimes God allows these things for us to know, you know, that we're all real. David was a man with great power. He was a man with great riches. He was a man that, as we've already said, was a man after God's own heart. He had a special relationship with the Lord, and yet he faltered and he fumbled and he messed up and he went through the valleys of despair and depression because he was a man, a human, just like you and I. I'm glad that God chose when he gave us his word, that he chose to preserve the warts as well as the good parts. He allowed us to see these people, these people that as we look back, and, you know, it's, it's amazing sometimes. We think, wow, you know, the, the relationship they had with God and the way that God used them, and, and they're there on the pages, and yet God allows us to see their dark days as well. John Gill, the commentator, says this in commenting on this verse. He says, when God does not immediately deliver his people from their enemies or help them out of an affliction, when he does not discover his love, communicate his grace, apply the blessings and promise of his covenant as usual, and when he does not visit them in his usual manner and so frequently as he has formerly done, they're ready to conclude that he's forgotten them. And sometimes this continues long. And then they fear that they are forgotten forever. And this they just cannot bear. Therefore, expostulate with God in a querulous manner as the psalmist does here. But this is to be understood not in reality, but in their own apprehension, in the opinion of their enemies. God never does nor can forget his people. Oblivion does not fall upon him with respect to common persons and things and much less with respect to his own dear children for whom a special book of remembrance is written. You see, we forget so easily. David asked, how long wilt thou forget me? He believed that the Lord had forgotten him, <laughs> forgot that he existed you see, that's what was in his mind. So many times our mind overrules our heart because we know better. But yet that's the battlefield, isn't it? It's absolutely amazing. I mean, so many times. I sometimes have to, you ever have to grab yourself and kind of shake yourself a little bit? <laughs> what are you thinking? Where are you going with this? Because I'm guilty, as I'm sure that some of you are, with, with all of God's blessings. 
Sometimes I can be guilty of just like the psalmist here, thinking, Lord, why have you forgot me? Have you forgot me forever? Have you forgot that I exist? Don't you understand what I'm going through? Don't you understand that I can't handle this? Have I just been permanently forgotten and laid aside or something? You see, we're all made out of the same dirt ground (laughs) that Adam was. The truth is we all still have these old sin-cursed bodies. We still have that sinful disposition. Our only difference is that we've been saved by grace. One day, these old bodies will be put aside. I thank God as we've talked in looking through Romans before that sin is no longer in charge of my life. The flesh is no longer in charge of my life. God is the one that I have given and put upon that throne. Sometimes in my mind, sometimes in my mind, I can forget that. Sometimes my flesh will start winning out. David is facing a feeling, a feeling of just being completely deserted, of being alone. And we find here from his innermost being just crying out to God, God, have you forgotten me? Have you forgot that I exist? How long, Lord? See, we know that physically we can't look upon God's face and live. Not in the physical sense. No man ever has. But we also know that spiritually through Christ, we can go before his very presence anytime. Have you ever found yourself down deep in one of those valleys of despair and considered that maybe God had just forgotten about you, that he'd forsaken you. You see, the first thing that I see here in these verses is just simply a deserted feeling. That's something I can relate with. It's something that I'm sure all of you can at some times, just feeling deserted and alone. And it can come for all kinds of reasons. Sometimes they're real reasons. Sometimes there's real struggles and real problems that just weight us down. Sometimes they're imagined. Sometimes the devil's just playing mind games with us. We're letting him get away with it. He's good at it. He's very good at it. So the first thing we see here is this this deserted feeling, and then from that deserted feeling, though, we see a desperate cry, a desperate cry. How long shall I take counsel in my soul? Having sorrow in my heart daily, how long shall my enemy be exalted over me? Consider and hear me, O Lord my God. This is a cry from from within. It's It's a terrible feeling. You know, in life sometimes we may be in situations where we truly, genuinely are alone. The truth is, is that whether we truly, genuinely are alone or whether it's perceived and whether we just feel like that we're alone, feels the same way. We feel just as desperate either way. It's just as real to us, and it's a terrible feeling. It's a terrible feeling to feel like that you've just come to the end, 
and to literally, as the psalmist here, to, to just cry out from within you. God, where are you? Have you forgot that I'm here? Don't you understand? Why, Lord? Why am I going through this? So many times, we just can't find an answer. We just don't see an answer. These feelings of desertion and depression, they begin to maybe ask some of these same questions. How long am I going to take counsel in my soul? Having sorrow in my heart every day. Where's the happiness? Where's the joy? Where's the peace? How long are my enemies going to be exalted over me? You look around and you say, these, these ungodly sinners, I mean, they're doing everything wrong. They don't care about anybody. They're robbing and cheating and lying, and, you know, they don't even try to do what's right. Yet they're better off than me. How long? Why is it all going wrong for me, Lord? Seeming to go in really great for everybody else. <laughs> Why do they keep getting the better of me? Lord, I know it may not sound very, but sometimes we want to say, Lord, what's the deal here? Help me. I need to understand. I'm, I'm trying hard. I'm, I'm doing the best that I can. You're supposed to be on my side, not theirs. Lord, you're supposed to be helping me. You know how bad I need help. But you don't seem to care. Matter of fact, you don't even seem to be there. This seems like you've forgotten me completely. Maybe you're even hiding from me. This desperate cry, Lord, please, please remember me. Hear me. Help me. We find that these next words here, David, David prays and he's asking, he said, Lord, you know, lighten mine eyes lest I sleep the sleep of death. You know, it seems here that David felt like that, boy, <laughs> He was at a point that unless, unless God did something, he really was the end. He just couldn't go on. He really felt like he could just simply lay down and go to sleep and never wake up again. No hope, no light, all darkness. Kind of like the doctor that comes out of the room there in the hospital, into the waiting room of a hospital, and he tells the family that, you know, he's done the best he can, but it's up to God now. Well, truth is, it's always up to God. It's always up to God. It's not in our hands anyway. Folks, we need to realize, you know, earlier in the week as I was studying, I was asking the Lord, you know, what to, what to speak on tonight, and I guess the thing is, you know, as he laid this on me, I, I began to think about the fact and, you know, the, that, that valley of depression, it's, it's a real place. It's very real. It's a place where that anybody that goes there, they're going to feel deserted and they're going to feel alone. They're going to feel like they've been forgotten and forsaken by God many times. They're not going to see any peace and happy joy. They're, they're only going to be feeling 
sadness in their heart, darkness, hopelessness, unless God does something. There's nothing else left. There's no way else. And that's the thing so many times. The truth is, is that that's when God truly gets our heart, <laughs> when it's a cry of desperation, when there's such a dim outlook and we can't, we just can't see anything so many times. That's what it takes for us to get serious with God. You see, we see something else. I want you to see the psalmist here. I want you to know that he was in a place that everything within him was feeling deserted, alone. His very inner being was, was crying out desperately to God. And everything that he saw with his eyes was just darkness and doom and hopelessness. There seemed to be nothing. But then notice what he says in verse 5. Boy, this is the hard corner to turn it's a whole lot easier to say than to do if you're the one that's in that valley of depression. If you're the one that's in the darkness, you know, it's always easier when you're in the light and you're standing out here and you're looking over there at what's happening But when you're the one that's there. You see, there's something else that's got to come from within and something else that so many times the problem is when we get in the place, we're not prepared for it with all the sincereness at all because what does the psalmist find? Notice in verse 5, but I have trusted in thy mercy. My heart shall rejoice in thy salvation. He's not rejoicing in the present circumstances. <laughs> That would, you know, I mean, the simple truth is, you know, that, that's a hard place to be. He doesn't even feel like that he's received deliverance yet. He's still there. We find that if he were going by his physical sight, what he sees, what he feels, he would stay in that valley of depression. We find that here that he reaches something else inside and that's his faith. That's his Lord. You see, faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things what? Not seen. Not seen. It wouldn't be faith if you could see it. Faith can see through the dark clouds, the darkness when nothing else can. You see, the truth is we know in our hearts we know by our faith, we know that he hasn't really forsaken us. We may not know why we're there. We may not understand what we're going through. And it may be the hardest thing we've ever faced in our life. But if we'll reach down inside that same faith as a child of God, folks, I wouldn't want to be in that valley without God. But as a child of God, there's a faith within you. That same faith that called out to him to forgive you of your sins one day. You know that you haven't been forsaken. Maybe you don't have any other answer. You don't know why you're there. You don't know why it's so hard. You don't know why it's so dark. You don't even know when that victory's coming. But you know it will. There's no question about that. Maybe, maybe it's really hard to keep from 
showing our disappointment. Maybe we were in the midst of these circumstances that it's not easy to put a smile on the face. It's not easy to reach inside and say that everything is okay. But you see, David sees what the eye can't see. And he's not going to allow himself to let go. He knows the Lord's going to bring him through. Why? Because God's promised. God has promised. Why do you think that the preacher stands up there all those years after years after years after years? Read your Bible. Pray. Memorize those verses. Learn the promises of God. Truth is, when the devil gets you down there and he gets you in that dark place, you're going to need something in there. And if you haven't put anything in there, then it's hard to draw on it. Faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. You're not going to have that to draw on if that's laying on the shelf all the time. You've got to spend time with him. I found this, and it's absolutely amazing. I've never, ever, ever been afraid to send anybody to this book Ever, ever, whether it's looking for salvation, whether it's looking for strength, I know they're not going to get in here. They're not going to get in here and not know him better. They're not going to get in here and not be stronger. They're not going to get in here and they're going to get strength from it, folks. We find that David was pulling from that faith that was within him. He sees that God... God can't let him go, even though it feels like it. And even though it looks like it, he's got something, he's got something that's more concrete than his feelings. He's got something that's more concrete than even the circumstances that he's in. He's got God's word on it. He knows. He does have something to trust in. He does have something to rejoice in. The Lord is merciful, and the Lord's salvation is sure. You know, that's something that the devil can't take from any child of God. Thank God. I know. I know we've got some that believes that he can. Some that believes you've got to keep going back for another dose and another dose and another dose. I believe with all my heart. You're saved by grace. You're kept by grace, folks. And the truth is, is that if everything else, if you can't see anything else, remember his mercy in forgiving you of your sins and making you his child in knowing the absolute farthest this world can take you is to promote you on the glory. <laughs> they can't take him from you. You can always rejoice, thank God. Boy, this is so dark. And you know, physically, most of us experience dark places. And I guess the darkest places I've ever seen physically on this earth was down, down, down in the heart of the earth. You get down in some of these deep caverns and whatnot where that literally daylight just doesn't penetrate. And they get everybody there and they shut all the lights out. <laughs> You got your hand right here, and you can't, you can't see it. You know, it, you can smack yourself. That's the only way you'll know it's there. You can't see anything. It can be that dark. Sometimes spiritually, that's how dark that it can be for us. You see, 
We see here, it begins with this deserted feeling. This feeling forsaken and forgotten and all alone. To a point that it leads to a desperate cry that cries out from within him to his God. It's a dim outlook, everything around. I mean, circumstances, it just doesn't make sense. But there's a decisive faith from within. They can always rejoice in his salvation. And I want to give you this. We find here, finally, a delivered heart. Faith says that the day of rejoicing is coming. Devil says, never going to be happy again. You're never going to make it through this. Faith says, oh, yes, I will. Oh, yes, I will. Circumstances haven't changed. It's still just as bad as it always was. But faith can see what the natural eye can't see. Faith can see the promises of God and know that they're real. <laughs> what does David say? Now, remember where he's at. He says, by faith, I will sing unto the Lord because he hath dealt bountifully with me. He's going to quit feeling sorry for himself. He's going to sing unto the Lord. I know everybody around you think you're crazy. <laughs> Everything's going wrong. You got nothing to smile about. You start rejoicing and singing, they're going to all think you're a nutter. <laughs> they're going to start looking for those guys with the white jackets to carry you off probably. But you see, it's real. We're not talking about something that's make-believe. We're not talking about working feelings and emotions up. We're talking about that where you are, there's something real that's within. It's the faith that saved you as a child of God, and it's a faith that you must live by. It's the faith that will get you through. And yes, I'm sorry to admit to you as your pastor, <laughs> I've been there sometimes when I found it hard to grab a hold of that faith too. I've been there when it's dark. I felt that, you know, you know, may as well get honest. Sometimes, sometimes we can get into those situations. We're letting those feelings rule our lives. Sometimes we maybe feel like we deserve to feel sorry for ourselves just a little bit. <laughs> sometimes the truth is, is that things are so dark that maybe we genuinely don't want to be there. But maybe, 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 maybe you need to get along with the Lord. Maybe you need to spend some real time with him. He's still there in the valley. He promised he'd never leave you forsake. You may think that you've been forsaken, but you know better in your heart. You see, David is already anticipating what the Lord's going to do. He don't know how the Lord's going to do it. Has no earthly idea. But he knows his enemies are not going to prevail. He knows that they can make all the noise in the world, but the victory is the Lord's. It's already been done. It's already been accomplished. I wonder. I wonder when you look with your natural eyes, can you see the end of your problems? Can you see the end of whatever it is that you're struggling with? Well, I'm not talking about, you know, again, I, I, I love my brothers and sisters in the Lord. I just don't like the way some of them act sometimes. And, and I'm not talking about, you know, this 
claiming you knew Mercedes and then going out and waiting for it to come. I'm not talking about this name it and claim it junk that's got no biblical grounds whatsoever. And if they want it, that's fine. That's for them. That's not where I'm at and that's not where I want to go. But I am talking about there's some things we can claim and know. You see, what David is doing right here, he's already expressing a joy in advance because he knows the Lord's going to bring him through. He knows the victory is his in the Lord. And I'm saying there's some things that we can know. God didn't promise you a brand new Mercedes or Lexus. He didn't promise you a brand new anything. But he promised to be with you. He promised you the victory. He promised you. He promised you that there wouldn't be more on you than you were able to bear. He promised you that nothing is impossible with him. He promised you something. What you ought to do, what you want to do, if, if, if you're really there and you're having trouble finding that faith, why don't you start by going into God's Word and writing down every promise that you can find that He's made to you. That'll keep you busy for a while. But man, it'll lift your spirits. <laughs> Whoa, you know, I forgot about that promise. I hadn't seen that one before. God said that. Start going through and writing them down. All the promises that you can claim for yourself. Folks, the Lord's the one that can pick you up and he took you out of that miry clay. He planted your feet on solid ground. Things are going to happen. Sometimes circumstances will try to take you into that valley of despair. Depression's a terrible thing. It's something that I've never known anybody that enjoyed it. But it's there. But there is a way through when you've got the Lord. Much of the world, all they can depend on is worldly counsel. They can only depend on somebody telling them how to do something that is totally, completely beyond them. Maybe like David. Maybe... You have, you will reach that point of just absolute despair, alone, forgotten. You don't really see anything but sorrow and darkness all around. You don't see the you don't see the light at the end of the tunnel. You don't even see the tunnel. <laughs> you don't even see a way out. God doesn't do something. You just feel like you, you can't make it any further. This evening, I would just encourage you, take another look. Look at what you can't see with your natural eye. Look at what you can't feel with your natural mind. You do know that the Lord hasn't forgotten you. You do know He's there, regardless of what it feels like, regardless of what it looks like. God can't lie. If he does, you may as well give up anyway because you got no hope if you can't believe God. You can trust in his mercy. You can. I don't care where you are. You can rejoice in his salvation. You're a child of God. Can I encourage you? Stop dwelling on the problem. 
Stop looking at the problem with your natural eye. Start opening your eyes of faith. Just as the psalmist had to here. You see, Satan wants to defeat you. Satan wants to keep you where you are. He is your enemy. And he doesn't want you happy. And he doesn't want you effective. He certainly, he would whole lot rather if you can make everybody around you just as miserable as you are rather than bringing joy to their lives. But I want to tell you something. According to God's word, he can't defeat you in this unless you let him. He can't do it unless you let him. Let him. The Lord cannot be defeated. And it's the Lord that lives within you. And if it's the Lord that's controlling your life and no circumstance is too hard for him, no valley is too deep, no valley is too long, maybe, maybe you do need to cry out in despair as the psalmist did. Maybe you need to get to the point that you realize that it is God and God alone, but that he is there and he's there for you and he's there right now. You know, sometimes, sometimes we just go through a little valley. Sometimes it's just a short thing. Sometimes it can be deep and it can get deeper and it can be long. But God is still God. And anybody that tells you that life is easy, well, they're the ones that's lied to you. Anybody that tells you that circumstances can't be hard sometimes, they can. They can be discouraging. When was the last time I thought about not pastoring anymore? You think that's silly? No, I'm just saying, folks, things happen. And there's times when, you know, I don't feel like going on. I really don't. There's times when I feel like there's no point going on. But see, then there's something else in there that says, no, no, no. It's not the circumstances. That's not why you're there. That's not what will keep you there. I'll let you know when I want you to go. But I'm just saying, I, I believe, you know, maybe if, if you're here and you're, you are so spiritually strong that you, that you never get discouraged or depressed or down about anything, please come see me after the service. I want some of what you got. <laughs> Life is real. Circumstances are hard. And anybody that tells you it's not, they're not being honest. The simple truth is, though, you don't have to be defeated in those things. And we're not talking about mind games. We're talking about you got something within you that'll handle it all. Don't let the devil defeat you. Take hold of what you've got. If they take everything else from you, I'm saying when you've got the Lord, when you know that you're saved, you've got something that you can rejoice in because they can't get to that. The devil can't get to that. The world can't get to that. Go back and read Romans 8, especially the, the last half of that chapter, and it'll remind you that there's absolutely nothing that can separate you from the love of God. He's there. He's with you. Father, I thank you this evening, Lord, that we know that, Lord, sometimes even like this man that was a man after your own heart, a man that had some tremendous spiritual experiences with you, a man that you used in great ways, 
Lord, the simple truth is he went through some valleys of despair, valleys of depression. Lord, when he felt like he was totally alone and forsaken, Lord, this evening I just pray that you could take these simple words, these few verses. Lord, you knew who would be here tonight when you laid this message on my heart earlier in the week. Lord, you knew exactly who would need it. You knew exactly what would need to be said here tonight. So, Father, I pray that you'll take and that you'll use it. And Lord, that you take and for each and every one of us this evening, we can leave here being reminded, Lord, that there's something within us, that this world and the circumstances we go through and even the deepest, darkest valleys, they can't take it from us. Help us to go in and see with the eyes of faith not look at these natural circumstances with the natural eyes and feel defeated. Help us, Lord, in Christ's name we pray. Amen. Mm-hmm.